Hello and welcome to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Coming up, the demons swept the Panthers in softball, but first, today's top stories. In Washington, small gatherings took place on Memorial Day to honor the nation's fallen soldiers. Participants emphasized the importance of recognizing the sacrifices made in wars throughout American history. Retired Sergeant Major Bruce Timmons, speaking at a Navy Marines tribute on the West Fork Crooked Creek Bridge, highlighted the significance of the holiday, saying that every enjoyment on this day was made possible by the lives lost. Mike York, commander of Washington's American Legion Post, echoed this sentiment and stressed the responsibility of passing down the true purpose of Memorial Day to future generations. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Darwin D. Peterson, speaking at another American Legion-organized event, provided an overview of the holiday's history, emphasizing its origins in the hearts of Americans. Peterson also called for unity in the celebration of common humanity in a time of increasing division. He urged listeners to focus on shared values and overcome the divisive forces of media. In Mount Pleasant, people gathered on Memorial Day to honor the men and women who served the United States and defended its freedom. State Senator and Marine veteran Jeff Rickman emphasized the significance of observing Memorial Day rather than celebrating it. The event included the presentation of various flags representing the United States, Iowa military branches, and specific groups like the Henry County Military and Space Force. The Mount Pleasant High School Band performed the National Anthem, and student Summer Schroeder sang America the Beautiful. Richmond shared a story of a Medal of Honor recipient, Gunnery Sergeant Jimmy Earl Howard's bravery during an attack in Vietnam. Richmond urged attendees to honor those who sacrificed for freedom by striving to make the country a better place. He lighted the diverse backgrounds of the fallen heroes and called for reflection on their courage and dedication. Richmond encouraged a recommitment to freedom, justice, and democracy to ensure the legacy of the fallen heroes endures for future generations. The Washington High School class of 2023 celebrated their graduation on Sunday, bidding farewell to their high school years and embracing the future. For the packed gymnasium, the students received encouragement from Principal Teresa Beanblossom and Superintendent Willie Stone, followed by speeches from classmates Molly Klinsman, Bailey Reese, and Natalie Twaddle. Klinsman spoke about the significance of group projects, highlighting the journey they took all took together. Reese compared their school experience to climbing a mountain and encouraged her classmates to recognize that more challenges lie ahead. Twaddle reflected on the struggles they faced and how they pers- persevered to reach the milestone. After the ceremony, students shared their favorite moments and what they will miss about Washington. Levi Palacios expressed gratitude for engaging students and plans to study software and development at Kirkwood Community College. Emily Bursiaga cherished the support she received from her math teachers and aspires to become a realtor. Dustin Sorrells found joy in his art classes and looks forward to helping run the family farm while incorporating his artistic talents. According to the latest USDA reports on farm labor during the reference week of April 10th through 16th, Farms in Iowa and Missouri hired 27,000 workers directly. The average wage rate for hired workers in the region was $18.25 per hour, slightly lower than the previous year. The number of hours worked increased to an average of 39.7 hours compared to 36 hours in April 2022. Livestock workers earned a slightly higher average hourly rate compared to field workers, continuing a trend for the previous year. Nationwide, farm operators paid their hired workers on average of $18.08 per hour, with field workers earning $17.26 per hour, and livestock workers earning earning $16.48 per hour. The combined wage rate for field and livestock workers increased by 4% compared to the previous year. Hired laborers worked on an average of 40.6 hours during the reference week, representing a 2% increase from the previous year. The Brinton Trust, an organization named after the renowned movie-making family, has donated $17,000 to the Washington Fire Department for the purchase of a new rescue boat. Fire Chief Brandon Long expressed the need for an upgrade, describing the current vessel as a 40-year-old fishing boat. Although it's seldom used, the boat is deployed for mutual aid calls, particularly around Lake Darling and Brighton. 
Chief DeLong emphasized the importance of having a reliable boat available when needed, which not only benefits the citizens of Washington, but also other departments and mutual aid partners. The generous donation covers the entire cost of the boat, and the fire department plans to allocate additional funds for specialized equipment. Britain Trust President Mike Moore expressed satisfaction in supporting a local cause and emphasized the organization's commitment to strengthening the community. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at the weather and sports. Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself. Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their healthcare decisions while maintaining quality of life. Been in healthcare for many years. I know that Tammy's that person who wants to help others and take care of us. She knows the healthcare business and wants to take care of others. Hello and welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Coming up, we have your five-day forecast, but first, obituaries. Robert James Steingraber, senior of Kiyosaka, passed away on May 27th at the age of 72. A memorial service will be held at 3 p.m. June 3rd at the Congregational Church in Kiyosaka. Cranston Family Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. James D. Hooker of Fairfield passed away on May 27th at the age of 32. Benner Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. Richard S. Nash of Wentzville passed away on May 28th at the age of 84. Arrangements are pending at Gold Funeral Home. Roberto Vasquez of Mesa, Arizona passed away on May 28th at the age of 42. A celebration of life will be held at 11 a.m. June 2nd at Ainsworth Community Church. Jones and Newton Funeral Home is in charge of the arrangements. Those obituaries, it is now time for your five-day forecast. We're in the middle of a heat wave starting today with a high of 92 and partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, the temperatures will fall down to 89 degrees and it'll be mostly sunny. Friday will be the exact same as Thursday. Looking at the weekend, it will be the hottest day of the week at 94 on Saturday with mostly sunny skies. Finally, on Sunday, it'll be 92 and partly cloudy. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at sports. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. 
Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. I met Tammy about 20 years ago with when her daughter was in Special Olympics and I was coaching, told me that she was into doing senior benefits. We became even closer friends. She cares about everybody, especially the seniors, so call her. Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross, Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656. Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. It is now time for sports. The Washington softball team had a successful start to their Southeast Conference play, securing two impressive wins against Mount Pleasant. The Demon offense was dominant, scoring a total of 25 runs in the two-game sweep. In Game 1, Washington utilized an eight-run third inning to defeat Mount Pleasant with a score of 12-3. Game 2 saw the Demons finish the contest in just three innings, winning by a commanding 13-1 margin. Ella Griner had a standout performance going 3-for-3 at the plate in Game 1. Bill Salazar earned the win on the mound, while Hallie Cutterback delivered a strong pitching performance in Game 2. With these victories, Washington approved to a 4-1 overall record and 2-0 in conference play, while Mount Pleasant dropped to 1-6 overall and 0-2 in SEC play. The two teams will face each other again in one game matchup on Thursday night. The Mount Pleasant baseball team traveled to Muscatine on Friday to take on the Muskie squad that had already beaten Southeast Conference teams Fairfield and Washington earlier in the week. The Panthers couldn't break the conference curse, falling 6-0. Muscatine scored one run in the first inning to take an early lead. The Muskies put up three more in the third and two more in the fifth to run away with the game. Mount Pleasant used two pitchers in the game. Ben Newton threw five innings and was tagged with the loss, and Zedek Venghaus threw one. The Washington baseball team continues to struggle as they search for their first win of the season. They suffered consecutive losses to Muscatine and Solon, falling 5-2 and 20-9 respectfully. In the game against Muscatine, the Demons gave up early runs but managed to narrow the gap to 3-2 in the 6th inning. However, Muscatine added two more runs in the 7th, and Washington couldn't respond, resulting in a 5-2 defeat. Against Solon, the game was tied at 2-2 after three innings, but Solon took a 5-2 lead in the 4th. The Demons rallied with seven runs in the bottom of the 4th, taking a 9-5 lead. However, they couldn't maintain the advantage, and Solon scored 15 runs in the final three innings to secure a 20-9 victory. With these losses, Washington's record drops to 0-3 for the season. That's the news for Southeast Iowa. I've been your host, Nick Steffens. This has been your news break, and I'll see you next time.